What is up, everybody, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network with a lot more content coming your way. Make sure that you check out adzsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda. Net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, you know what time it is. Give me your one word to describe the Cowboys win over the Tampa Bay Bucks. Ladies and gentlemen, Dallas is on San Francisco. But before we turn the page, before we burn the tape or whatever you want to call it, we're going to dive into some of the details behind the win and one of those is Dalton Schultz 95 yard performance with seven catches to go with them and two touchdowns he joins a pretty exclusive list on that front of playoff heroes and here is how exclusive it actually is I'm going to give it to you tight ends that over the last 10 seasons have had a playoff game in which they have multiple scores, and 90-plus receiving yards. It is Dalton Schultz, Rob Ronkowski, and Travis Kelsey. That is the exact kind of company that you want to be with when it comes to tight end play in the playoffs. Now, we will go behind how that happened. We'll talk about what Mike McCarthy had to say about Dalton Schultz, including a fact that I know Cowboys Nation is going to absolutely love. But before we do any of that, let me dive into some of your answers here. Because the Cowboys beat the Tampa Bay Bucks 31-14. to It was a tremendous win. A tremendous effort by the Dallas Cowboys. And we'll break it down. We'll talk about Dalton Schultz. We'll talk about Dak Prescott. We'll talk about the coaching. And maybe we'll say some of the defensive stuff and the Brett Maher stuff until tomorrow night. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but maybe we do find a space here or there to actually uh, get in it uh, tonight. Do me a favor while I read some of your words and hit the thumbs up. Remember that every like puts this show in front of more Cowboys fans. Toxic Toms is costly. Why costly, though? Uh, uh, because of the injuries, maybe? Oh, because you bet. Oh, Toxic Tom bet against the Cowboys. A lot of money. Shout out to Toxic Tom. Dude, we we cashed our betting the Cowboys bet from last Sunday night. And we cashed the three betting props that we shared here on the show as well. We had the over four and a half catches for Dalton Schultz. He was a huge piece of this game. We had the over for sacks. For Micah Parsons, he got it at the end. You know, that one, we sweated it a little bit, but he got that one. And the over of 244 yards for Dak. Plus, you know, the main bet, which was Cowboys minus two and a half. Toxic Tom, you got to ride the hot streak, man, on betting the Cowboys. Uh, finally, says Gregory, dominating, says Mark Aaron. Asmodeus goes with awesome. Retirement, says Bruce, got the toxic use. You think he's going to retire? At this point, I don't know. I really don't know. The thing about what everybody's talking about with the Raiders is that does he think that he will 
have a Super Bowl contending team over in Las Vegas? I don't think so. Because they're not set up like the Tampa Bay Bucks were set up when Tom Brady got there. Awesome, says Bernice. Fantastic for Tracy. Great, says Maria. Impressive for Roy Fletcher. Inez goes with awesome. Exciting, says Irma Sanchez over here. Uh, who else here? Who else? Man, th those, those are some fair words. I'm going to go with ah, dominant. I know it's a, I know it's a, you know, kind of cheating a little bit here because that might be a simple word, but the Dallas Cowboys dominated this game from start to finish. Maybe, maybe not right from the start because we did see two back-to-back -back three and outs. It looked like for a moment, like neither Prescott or Brady was going to, we're going to score at all. Like, uh, didn't look like they actually were going to have a first down. The Cowboys had the first first down of the game until the until their own third offensive drive. It was crazy. Ooh, I love this one from Toxic Tom as well. Liberating. It really was. And we'll get into that in this part of the show when we get into the coaching conversation. Because we're gonna have one. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a talk about the coaching. Stay tuned. In the meantime, though, let's start with Dalton Schultz because we all talked about how the Bucs are going to focus their efforts on CV Lamp, how maybe the Cowboys' number one wide receiver was scheduled for a performance similar to the one that he had in week one against this very team. And the Cowboys needed somebody to step up on offense. Well, Dak Prescott obviously did from the quarterback position one of his best games ever. But Dalton Schultz was a huge part of that. He had 95 receiving yards, two touchdowns. As I said earlier on the show, he joins a very exclusive list of three tight ends over the last 10 playoff seasons uh, in which they had a game with over 90 receiving yards and multiple touchdowns. How does, how does that happen? And I love Mike McCarthy's quote on this because I think it was a very special one. Dalton Schultz puts the work in, and this one kind of has some implications for the future as well. Here is part of what Mike McCarthy had to say, but we'll actually get into the full quote in a few moments because it is, it is a very good quote. He said, and Cowboys Nation is going to love this, Dalton goes to the quarterback meetings. So you talk about two guys that are on the same page. That's Mike McCarthy speaking after the game. He said, I think that that's clearly a great reflection of he and Dak's relationship. Another guy that does all the little things and puts an extraordinary amount of extra time at work. Let me read that again. We're not talking about an extraordinary amount of time. We were talking about an extraordinary amount of extra time at work. And that's what you need, said Mike McCarthy. If you are a quarterback, the easiest completions are right in front of you. You look at all the great quarterbacks in their careers, and there is probably a damn good tight end they played with for a long time too. But I think you're seeing that connection grow. A lot to take away from that quote alone. First and foremost, 
Dalton Schultz going to the quarterback meetings is absolutely awesome. That is from number 86. Now, number two, the fact that McCarthy is praising Dalton Schultz so much that he's saying most good quarterbacks have had a good tight end maybe opens the door for more conversations about Dalton Schultz sticking around beyond the 2023, uh, the 2022-2023 uh, season. So interesting comment by Mike McCarthy, but he had to say it, man. Dalton Schultz had a tremendous game. And I think about the two touchdowns that he scored, and you got to give a lot of props to Dak Prescott because they happened on two sides Two sides of the coin. The first touchdown, which was actually the opening touchdown of the game, was Dak Prescott playing textbook football. Gets a snap, scans the left side of the field, tying the safety, the single high safety, into the left side, inviting him to come over to the left side before turning around and finding a wide open Dalton Schultz on the seams for the first core of the game. That is textbook football. That is manipulating the coverage with your eyes from the pocket. Great stuff by Dak. But then you look at the second touchdown, and it's a different one. This one is more chaotic. The, the word that I would actually use is Mahomes-esque. And I hate, absolutely hate to be the guy to tell you that, you know, if that was Patrick Mahomes, or if that was Josh Allen, people would have absolutely lost it after that play in which Dak Prescott flushes himself out of the pocket, goes towards the left side, and then jumps in the air, seemingly suspends himself for one full second in the air and fires a shot to Dalton Schultz towards the inside of the field, towards the end zone, and finds Dalton Schultz. That's a great chemistry, of course. Dalton Schultz is, of course, uh, working his way back to Dak, which I love. You saw the two sides of the coin by Dak Prescott on those two touchdowns from, from uh, to Dalton Schultz. Excuse me. Great stuff by the QB. Great stuff by Dalton. And absolutely huge that the Cowboys unlock that kind of aspect of their passing offense at the right time in the playoffs. Everyone's going to be thinking about CD Lamp, but this was the latest reminder that hey, the Cowboys actually have a very good and very reliable pass catcher. He just doesn't happen to be a wide receiver. He's talking about, you know, uh, we're talking about a tight end because this is actually the third multi touchdown game by Dalton Schultz since the start of the 2022 season. He had two in the regular season and then he had this one in the playoffs. And although I know that the stats are not as productive as they were last year, we gotta we have to like at least acknowledge that Dalton Schultz was banged up for a while over the middle of the season, more or less. Mark Aaron says, I like Dak when he runs. Reminded me of rookie Dak Prescott. You know what he reminded me of? And I tweeted this immediately after it happened. That touchdown run in which Dak Prescott, you know, does the fake, fakes the entire box defense, and then 
runs the bootleg into the end zone, untouched. Who did you think about? I don't know if, if somebody already uh, talked about I don't know if, if Jesse and or Sky talked about it in the post-game show. Maybe they talked about it uh, over in the morning today. But my immediate thought was Peyton Manning in 2013 destroying the Marcus Ware with that same play. Fun fact, he also ran it in 1995 with the Tennessee Vols. Peyton Manning did. But that was the exact same play. You know, some pre-snap motion to the from the left side to the right side. Dak runs the fake, and then he walks untouched into the end zone. I was, I, I'm going to be honest with you, I was absolutely losing my mind when that happened. Because I was like, oh, that's a 2013 Peyton Manning play. And it was Dak, and I, you know that I want more Dak Prescott runs near the end zone. The Cowboys had four red zone trips, and they scored four touchdowns. Holy. I know that we have a lot of complaints about Kellen Moore, but we saw a lot of the good stuff from Kellen on Monday night because we did see some early down runs, some, you know, your usual early down conservative approach by Kellen Moore that we are kind of, uh, we have been complaining about for a while. But you also saw a lot of the creative stuff, a lot of the heavy personnel stuff, which I absolutely love as well uh, out of this season from, from Kellen. The 13th personnel, the sixth offensive lineman, and creative plays out of those looks. By the way, I was super nervous when the Cowboys announced that they were going to use a different offensive line. I was nervous as heck, but worked out before the Jason Peters injury and after the Jason Peters injury. We have not heard uh, much details on that front, by the way. This Tuesday, Mike McCarthy said that Jason Peters might take a little bit more time over, you know, uh, Jaron Kears, for example, but didn't really get into the specifics. So we'll have to wait on that front. And hopefully Jason Peters is able to play next Sunday. The same for Jaron Kears. Hopefully that is not an issue going into game day because the Cowboys showed some pretty cool adjustments, pretty cool adjustments on offense. But we'll get into that later on the show. Before we move on, though, from the Dak Prescott conversation, how would you grade Dak Prescott? Let me know in the chat, what is your grade for quarterback Dak Prescott? Because mine is pretty high. And I will tell you the, the part that I like the most about Prescott's play right after I talk to you about our friends over at freemanmazda.net because the ride of the week is the 2023 Mazda CX-5 2.5S Turbo All-Wheel Drive. This one starts at $38,350. It's got a sunroof. It's got all-wheel drive, a Wi-Fi hotspot, which is an absolute game-changer, hands-free liftgate, a lane departure warning, and miles per gallon capacity of 22 when you are in the city. That goes up to 27 when you are in the highway. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure that you check out the 2023 Mazda CX-5 2.5S Turbo all-wheel drive 
over at their website. You can check out all of the features. You can check out the pricing options. You can check out the pictures inside and outside of the vehicle. And as always, remember that Freeman Mazda is a family-owned business for over 65 years. And when you choose Freeman Mazda, you're choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. So there you go. Check it out over at FreemanMazda.net. Grades for Dak Prescott. Let me know. Let me know. A for Rafael. Dak grades at A+, as the guru. Four, four touchdowns, zero ints, zero fumbles lost. And by the way, zero turnover-worthy throws as well. So big-time, big-time statement by Dak. Roy Fletcher says A, used the wheels when no one was open. Inez goes with A+. Plus. A for Asmodeus. A plus says uh, Gregory Asmodeus is 9.99. Toxic Tom says Dak Prescott is the ride of the week. Yeah, I'm going to have to call Freeman Mazda and maybe tell them, you know what? We're going to have to change it. It might have to be Dak Prescott all week long. He put up Madden numbers as Toxic Tom. That's an A, no curve. I like it. A plus, 999 says AJ Jones. 10 for Gregory. B plus for Holly. All right. All right, Holly. All right. Bugs do not have a Nick Bosa. The Niners do, says the guru. And we'll get into that for sure. So, yeah, man. Uh, my grade is also A+. I don't know what else I could ask from Dak in this scenario. But here is the part that I like the most about Dak's performance over in Tampa Bay. We talked about it during the week. We had Evan Winter joined the show, a Bucks expert, and he also talked about it. We said Todd Bowles is going to blitz Dak Prescott. That's just what Todd Bowles do. It isn't even something that, uh, you know, uh, it wasn't even specific to Mr. Dak. It was just what Mr. Bowles does. He blitzes people. For the last few years, the Buccaneers have been number one in the NFL in blitz rate. This time, they have significantly decreased how much they blitz quarterbacks, and they're still top five in the NFL. So I was expecting the Tampa Bay Bucks to blitz Dak. And when they did, when they did, the Cowboys were ready for it. But wouldn't you know it? Todd Bowles actually came into this game, and he said, we might not blitz Dak. They maybe looked at the tape. They maybe looked at the numbers and they figured out what, for some weird reason, many defensive coordinators in the NFL haven't figured out, which is you don't blitz Dak because he is an absolute blitz assassin. The problem is Dak still lit them up when he was not blitz. And here are the splits, actually. When Dak Prescott... Saw uh, five-plus rushers. He went six for eight, 78 yards. When he was not blitzed, 19 for 25, 227 yards, 9.1 yards per attempt on average. And his four touchdowns came against non-blitzing defenses. Dak was staring up the zones from the Tampa Bay Bucks. There's this underrated play, for example, in which T.Y. Hilton moved the chains on third down. 
Dak just finds T.Y. Hilton sitting in zone when they're running some kind of underneath routes. It was a mesh concept, actually. And Dak finds T.Y. in there. Dak manipulated the safeties for those big gainers with Dalton Schultz. Then there is a one in which they're playing this sort of three receivers to one side look in which they scheme open CD Lamb. That also happened against four-man rush. The Cowboys offense destroyed the Tampa Bay Bucks even when they didn't blitz. And I love the fact that Todd Bowles did things very differently than he usually does because he has that respect for Prescott because, man, he has earned it. But for some reason, Dak has been consistently blitzed over his career even though he has consistently beaten the blitz that was one of my favorite parts from last night's game i gotta tell you that flawless victory says toxic tom i mean i mean i can think of some flaws shout out to brett we'll we'll talk about it stobby says we need dak to be great again the zero turnovers was so huge and at the same time we have to get to brock purdy and force interceptions I'm going to tell you something, and we're, we're, we will break this down in detail over the next few days here on the show. But, oh, man, tomorrow is Wednesday. We need, we need to turn the page really quickly, don't we? Oh, boy. We might get into, you know, uh, tomorrow we might get into a situation in which we need to throw some closing thoughts on the Tampa Bay Bucks game on Wednesday, like on the first half of the show. And maybe towards the end, we can start previewing some stuff. What I was going to say, though, is there's this thing that Brock Purdy does. And he did it uh, like countless times against Seattle. And I was actually just like laughing watching it. Uh, Respect to Brock Purdy. Let me start off there. He's done a very good job for the 49ers, of course. Their offense is still one of the most efficient ones. You're not only worried about Brock Purdy. We are... We are talking about Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey being responsible for 300 of their 500 yards of offense against the Seahawks. So this offense does present a lot of of problems, a lot of threats. But there is this one thing that Brock Purdy does that he cannot do against the Cowboys. And what I am talking about is he faces pressure. The guy will turn the back. He's back on the defense, and he will try to escape going around his left tackle. He's not going to be able to do that against Dallas because the guys that Dallas will be sending his way are freaking fast. So the moment that he turns his back to them, they're going to get him. And that's something that I am looking forward to watching next Sunday. Katharina says, should we be worrying about the 49ers? Here is the correct way to answer that question. Yes, absolutely. The 49ers are a damn good team. However, if this was ADC Sports San Francisco and somebody asked me, hey, Mo, should we be worrying about the Cowboys? Then here's the correct way to answer that. Yes. Yes. Because the Cowboys are a damn good team. 
This is going to be a tight game. This is going to be a tight one. It is going to be fun. It is going to be worthy of the divisional round. And both teams, both teams will be ready. The Cowboys do have a chance. If that is a question, though, they definitely do. I cannot wait. Like, I am already super hyped for that game. But we'll get into it in more detail tomorrow. Don't let anybody tell you that the Cowboys cannot win this, that they don't stand a chance, because they do. They really do. I don't know if you guys saw my Super Bowl challenge bracket over on Twitter before the postseason started. My Super Bowl prediction was actually, and, and, and I mean this in the most objective way possible, but my Super Bowl prediction was Cowboys Chiefs squaring off against each other in Arizona with the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. But I, I had the Cowboys on a Super Bowl trip, and I, I feel good about that first game in the wild card round. It's going to be a good one. Anyways, we will get into the 49ers tomorrow night for sure. But before we do, I want to have a conversation with you before we get into the one cool thing. Because you see, last week, I told you, I don't want to talk about what the job status is for Mike McCarthy on Tuesday because, you know, I, I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to have one of those shows that follow a playoff loss. So I didn't want to talk about Mike McCarthy's job security on Tuesday night. I told you that on Sunday. I didn't want to talk about where does a, a playoff loss leave Dak Prescott in the conversation of the Dallas Cowboys. I didn't want to talk about any of that. However, as I sat down after that unbelievable game against the Tampa Bay Bucks, and I typed some words into my keyboard for adcsports.com slash Dallas, and you can read those thoughts on the website. And I, no one, hey, don't tell anybody, but while I drank just a, you know, a shot of tequila, I thought to myself, you know what? We actually should have that same conversation after the win. Why cannot talk? Why shouldn't we talk about how this playoff game positively impact Mike McCarthy? And how does it impact positively Dak Prescott? Because, man, I love what the coaching staff did on this game. Let's start first things first. They showed up. They went into Tampa on the road, and you can talk to me all about the 8-9 record that the Tampa Bay Bucks had before the game. This was the same game that we all were talking about, how it was going to be tough, even though the Cowboys were favorites, how the Buccaneers were getting hot at the right time, how it was Tom Brady on the other side, how the Cowboys are their own worst enemy, and how they stumble upon themselves, and they shoot themselves in the foot. They didn't do any of that in the playoffs, at least in, in this first playoff game is what I mean. They were consistent. They didn't make a lot of mistakes. I don't think that we saw coaching mistakes either. Kellen Moore's play calling was on point for most of the game. And the Cowboys walked into this game with two big problems to solve. And we're talking about the same problems that we have talked about for weeks now. Trouble up front on offense, 
And Dallas came into this one and they said, we don't care. We're going to make some changes and we're going to have Jason Peters at left tackle and Tyler Smith at left guard. Jason Peters, you know, went down injured, unfortunately. But while they had to execute that plan or while they could execute that plan, it worked perfectly. And then on the defensive side of the ball, they walked into Tampa Bay uh, Stadium without having a true answer at opposite cornerback. At least that's what we thought. But they did. They kicked De'Ron Blanth outside. They had Jaron Kirsch play in the slot. We saw a lot of Israel Mukwamu, primetime guest, by the way, Israel Mukwamu, shout out to him. And he had played a fantastic game. So these same coaching staff that we thought, or not that we thought, but that we feared could lose the game, actually did all of the contrary. They showed up. They creatively solved problems. And your quarterback bounced back from one of his worst career performances and had one of his best career performances. So let's have that conversation and let's conclude that Mike McCarthy, one, is safe. Two, is probably the coach that you want leading this team in any sort of talk about Sean Payton being just magically better and taking the Cowboys just one game forward. It's kind of wishful thinking and not really based on any analysis, in my opinion. I think we can admit that. And I think that we can also admit that we can put those Dak Prescott cannot win in the playoffs conversations to bed. And I'm going to, you know, double down on this. I'm going to say, I think this is the case whether they win or lose on Sunday against the San Francisco 49ers. Because the 49ers are a very good team. I would even say they have a better roster than the Cowboys do. That don't matter too much. That doesn't matter too much because, you know, champions and NFL teams that make uh, conference championship games are not necessarily the best rosters. Cowboys have a quarterback. The Cowboys have a very good coaching staff. They have a game record in Micah Parsons, who is a whole other conversation that maybe we didn't have in depth to tonight. But hey, what a game from Micah. Bruce says, I'm pretty sure that Big Mike's job is safe. I agree. Gotta love it. Now, Mo, can they do it consistently, says Toxic Tom. That's what we will find out. But for in the meantime, I cannot take anything away from them in that Tampa Bay game. And I'm going to tell you something. I think that they can do it consistently. I think about the biggest games throughout this regular season. They delivered in every single one of them. Like, think about it. Think about the really big games. Bengals showdown without Dak Prescott. They showed up. Eagles showdown without Dak Prescott. They lost Cooper Rush through three interceptions. But you go back and watch that game and tell me that the Cowboys didn't keep it close, even with those three interceptions. That team was ready to play. If Dak had played, maybe they wouldn't. Maybe. Not going not gonna to do the same thing that the Eagles fans did and assure you that they would have won the game. I, I won't do that. Packers game, 
I mean, bro, did they need to win that game? Like, was it a must-win game? It was a must-win game in the fact that you could have exercised your own demons. The Packers are not a playoff team. They didn't make the playoffs. The Vikings did, and they blew out the Vikings. The Jaguars, AFC opponent that, you know, is a playoff team, but I don't think that it was like a super contender or anything like that. Plus, you will lose in the NFL. But I'm saying, I think that the biggest of games, they won them. Divisional games, of course, we know what they did. The Eagles game, when Jalen Hurts was injured, they also did what they had to do. And the Packers game, and, and this is, of course, not an excuse. This is actually kind of an indictment on the coaching staff. But you were winning that one by, you know, uh, over two, two possessions. And I'm not going to say that that's any consolation. But that feels to me at this moment with the benefit of hindsight, more of like a fluke in which, you know, you were down all of your secondary and Aaron Rodgers got the better of you. Got the best of you. So I don't know, man. I, I don't think that it is fair to say that the Cowboys have not showed up when they really have had to show up. And to keep it fair, I won't say that every time that they have had to show up, they have. Maybe I'm going to tone it down and I'm going to say most of the times they have had to show up, they have done so. And I think that a quick glance at the regular schedule kind of proves that. Before we get out of here, though, before we get out of here, it is Tuesday night. They didn't know if we were going to do this since, you know, there was a lot to talk about. But I have a very clear cut, one cool thing, and I couldn't just skip this segment. So for those of you who are new to the show, what we do here is more of a feel good space on Tuesday nights. Let me know in the chat, what is your one cool thing of the week? It can be something personal. It can be something professional. Cowboys related, non-Cowboys related, sports related, non-sports related. I mean, you can say just like the Cowboys won a playoff game. That is a pretty damn cool thing. But let me know in the chat, what is your one cool thing of the week before we get out of here? I have two. Man, can I cheat? And Can I say two? Please. It's my show. I will. This is not a democracy. My one cool thing is my guy, Brandon, the assassin baby Moreno, Moreno in Spanish, <laughs> fights for the flyweight championship of the world for the fourth time against Davison Figueredo in UFC 283. And I point towards there because I do have a canvas from, uh, of Brandon Moreno getting that check hook in against Figueredo on the second fight. That is from the second fight, I think. I think that it is. That's my number one cool thing. He will win. That's my number two. No, nah, I'm kidding. The Last of Us premiere, bro. <laughs> the Last of Us is the pick of my gaming experience. That is my favorite story that is my favorite gameplay that is th those are my favorite characters my experience as a gamer picked when i played the last of us and hbo nailed 
the first episode of the of the TV show. I'm excited about it. They really did. So let's see some of your one cool things. Watch a playoff game with my son, says Tony Miles. Man, that is awesome. Let's go. Tommy says, we are undefeated against Tom Brady in the playoffs. Beating Brady, says Gregory. Yeah, that is his one cool thing. Asmodeo says, we finally beat Tom Brady. Holly says, not having to lose uh, to see Cowboys memes in social media. I did see a lot of memes <laughs> about Brett Maher. And even though, you know, poor guy, <laughs> some of them were very funny. Let's be fair. <laughs> Toxic, Toxic Tom says, Mode, last time the Dallas won a road playoff game, I was still being breastfed. I was in fifth grade. And listen, that's kind of a sneaky stat because it sounds bad, but also they've had home playoff wins. We won a road playoff game wearing blue jerseys on grass, says Mark. Man, the grass, the grass storyline was... I was so fed up, so fed up with the grass storyline. So that was just selective bias. Katharina says, watch the Cowboys beat the 49ers. Let's go. Dwayne says, first playoff win on the road. Bruce is sending Brady home. Completed my birthday weekend. One cool thing. Hey, congratulations to you, sir. Happy birthday. The last of all series is already fired. It's toxic, Tom. It is. It is. Bruce says, Last of Us game is dope, so I hope the show is great. Bro, if you have not seen it and you love the show, I can just tell you that it is pretty freaking great. The intro sequence is just insane. It is out of this world. It is a shot-by-shot -shot remake of the game's intro, and I, I, I was losing it with that. <laughs> I know, Toxic Tom. I know. <laughs> All right. El Pipiripao. Shout out to you, sir. Thank you for becoming a YouTube member of ADC Sports Dallas. Appreciate your support as always. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for me tonight here in ADC Sports Dallas primetime. I will see you tomorrow, though. Same time. We'll talk a little bit about the win against the Bucks, and maybe we'll start previewing the game against the 49ers because it is it is going to be it is already going to be Wednesday night. We don't have a lot of time to actually preview the 49ers game. The good news though is that what time does it start? Oh no, I don't think that we will see each other on Sunday night. Actually, I think that we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Don't worry. Don't worry about that. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, hit the like button. Share the stream if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Let your friends know about Primetime. Remember that it is brought to you by our friends over at Freeman Mazda right off the week. Check it out on the website. And I will see you el miércoles. Muchísimas gracias. Go Cowboys, victoria de playoffs. Bye-bye.